Thanks for downloading this episode of the Nerdball Podcast, brought to you by Wheaties, apparently. This man, I have this new camera. Uh, I bought a new webcam because I was tired. I was like, why do my videos look terrible? Uh, probably because my laptop computer isn't that uh, great. So I'm an adult and I spent adult money and got me a little camera. So now you can see everything in the back. This is pretty clear over here, this hi mom, hi dad. Now I need a whiteboard so I can change stuff. Not that I don't want to say hi to my parents every time, um, but uh, the sign's crooked right here. So man, you can see everything. So um, a duster without the dust thing, why is that sitting there? That's that's ridiculous. Anyway, if you want to see all these things I'm pointing to, go to the YouTube channel, search the Nerdball Podcast. Um, a lot of Bob I got to stop focusing on that stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this episode is brought to you by, uh, I don't know if I said, but it's brought to you by this new webcam. How about that? Because this is awesome. Um, man, it's, it's people still want to come on here and people are excited about it. And sometimes I'm still waiting for people to say no. And maybe it's, I'm not reaching out to <laughs> those kind of people, which is good or bad. I don't know. Um, but I appreciate everyone downloading this and listening to this. It's, uh, it's fun. Like I always say, it's, we're growing incrementally. Uh, that 1% and when you listen to the episode you'll you'll figure out what that means so so keep doing it keep like share subscribe uh, twitch I'm on twitch uh, every once in a while I will stream video games and I'm trying to incorporate I don't know incorporate something with the podcast but let me know what you think about that um, or if you have ideas for how to incorporate the podcast into twitch just search the nerdball podcast and that my logo will pop up um, so yeah so uh, this episode was great uh we're getting away, uh, these past two episodes, we're kind of getting away from the model of like, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to high school? What'd you do? This and that, which it's now it's just becoming conversations and we're finding all that information out as we go along the episode, which is really cool. There was some awesome information I found out about this guest. Um, so I can't wait for you to listen to this again. Please like, review, sh- subscribe, share all those things. Uh, let me know who you want to have on and uh, and we'll uh, we'll keep this thing. We'll keep this podcast train a rolling. So I appreciate you all. Hi, this is Amy Farrar, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. This is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. All right, Amy, thanks for uh, coming on my podcast. You're welcome. It's nice Uh to be here, Lorenzo. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I always assume people don't listen so, uh, because that makes my interviewing uh, kind of streamlined. Like, here's one thing: I don't have to, you know, every, everybody is treated the same. So, uh, the first thing I do on this podcast is I ask I ask people what they've been nerding out about lately. So, something you've been into, a hobby. It does. I always say lately, but it, it can be something you've done for years or something you've just picked up anything uh, to kind of get you out of the daily, like your daily job, just get you away from like, you know, whatever it is that you do on a daily, but here's my thing that I can just like hone in on or, or that makes me feel good. Sure. Uh, well, I'm such a big nerd. I could probably nerd out. I nerd out on a lot of things, but I'm, I'm going to choose to talk about uh, lately. I've been reading the book atomic habits okay. because I really nerd out on helping myself and then helping my students like how can we become better a little at a time, right? How can we do this? So I've been nerded out on like 1% difference. Uh, it says every day makes a 37% difference over the course of a year. 
Oh, wow. You just have to hang in there. Right. You just have to hang in there for the long haul. And no, we're not going to see going to see these linear results. Just wait, 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 wait. And that learning curve all of a sudden kicks into incredible results. Is that something that you've uh, like learned over like, hey, I got to like not just like reading this, the book Atomic Habits, but like, is that something like, hey, what can I do or, or what can how can I like portray this message better to the kids? I, I've talked thought about it first. Normally, I read those things for myself, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, I see there's this meaning for the kids, right? If I could just teach them, you know, instead of just doing homework uh, three days a week, why don't you just do four? Just do four, right? And pretty soon, that three days a week, which would be a 60% F, is now a four days a week, 80%, and it's a C+. Plus. <laughs> like, what a huge difference from an F grade to a C+. Plus. Yeah. And all- to do is work one more day mm-hmm. one more yeah I, I know i remember well i'll let everyone know you were my english teacher my freshman year right. uh, I, I was a new student in the in the district too as a freshman but what i do remember about you and i i'm sure it hasn't changed and every time i see you but every time we'd go in like i enjoyed english class because i went to a grade school that a lot of my teachers were just like grammar grammar like they were really hammered it so i, I liked it and uh but you you always seemed like um, you were just so excited all the time. Like you were excited. Like that's what I remember most about you is like, oh, you have at the time it was Miss Hokanettle. It's like you have yeah. Miss Hokanettle. Um, and uh, you know, it, it was always described in, as like quirky. And I and then as I got older, I'm like, oh, she was just like excited and she wanted to be that way because that's what it came, everything came across more to me. You know, I can't speak for any other classmates, but to me, it was like I was excited to like be in there, you know. Lorenzo, I remember uh, way back your freshman year, you were, you were, you were still a, a big guy then. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember you coming from St. Rose, and St. Rose does an exceptional job of teaching grammar. Well, actually, so, actually, it's similar. I, I, it oh, was a Catholic school. It wasn't St. Rose, but it was a Catholic school. It was Our Lady of Lords in Toledo. But oh, it was that very similar. Similar thing. Yes, yes. Thanks for correcting that. Yes. So, yeah, and I just remember uh, grammar. They just hit grammar really hard. Yeah. And so I'm like, he's going to be good in grammar, but we're going to need probably need to work on other things. Let's find out if that's true, right? Yeah. And I remember you being a little reserved at first, but oh, then yeah. pretty soon, then like, okay, I see some personality in there. This is going to be great. I like this kid, right? He's nice. He's definitely respectful. And then all of a sudden some personality, so like a little joke here to the class, made a little joke in our class conversation. It was great. Yeah. Now, and we it, were portables back then. Yes. You yes. That? I do remember that. Cause I remember taking my, uh, because I didn't, I had a couple friends. I think Adam Gump was in that class too. Oh my how, goodness, yeah. Because how I remember is that when we did our exams, for whatever reason, I don't remember the schedule, but we did three on one day and then one, two, four the next day. So my English class, I think it was either English or math, but it was two and four. So, but they were in the portables right next to each other. So <laughs> I remember me and Adam just like going from one exam and just we had like 15 minutes, but we just went right into the other one, just sat there. Probably, probably didn't say a word to each other. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, there isn't a lot of class. I mean, a lot of the classes and a lot of teachers I had, like, especially freshman year were like important because it was, it was, um, cause I had, I think I had, uh, I don't know if that was freshman year or sophomore year. It might've been sophomore year, but even then like, uh, Mrs. Harvey, who is now, um, um, uh, Okenka, you know, she, oh, I had yeah. her too. And same thing, like, like she, her personality, 
like I I don't I do not like math and I, I tell I tell my the athletes that too I was like hey you got to be good at math I was terrible uh it's just if you like it cool but again like she made it fun and, and that's what like that's like teachers like you and I remember it's I'm gonna celebrate my 20 20th reunion this year like oh, wow. I remember you from that long ago because it made like not necessarily like you you taught me a lot but I think what you taught me most is like hey if you're excited about this or whatever it is like there's a lot gonna be a lot of kids that are excited about it too yeah I, I will say you mentioned that about am I kind of hinting at am I still this excited person in the classroom and I will say I think my students would say definitively yes and quirky <laughs> can go with that and I'm okay with that <laughs> quirky I never see it as a bad thing like I like I, there are uh, staff members I have where I work where they're they're quirky but it, it it as long as you understand yourself then then everything you know everything plays to your advantage right yeah. uh, I'll tell you it's really I, sure I love I still geek and maybe I'll say nerd out would be yeah. a much better word to use on this show um, <laughs> I nerd out on even teaching not just literature but even teaching like a colon hmm. but what really gets me is when the students walk in the door yeah I've, i actually was a little worried this year is my 36th year oh wow and okay i could have retired and so i was worried like man was i stupid to stay i could be <laughs> i could be playing golf today right <laughs> and then i realized okay you know what the students walked in that very first day and i'm like no this is exactly where i'm supposed to be you know, I had that. That's funny. I had that same exact thought uh, last year was going to be my last year coaching football. Like I was still going to volunteer and still like be a part of it. I just with my job uh, and my kids doing other things, you know, and I, I told told Dirk at the beginning of the season, like, hey, I think this is gonna be my last year. You know, I just got a lot of stuff. And he's like, all right, you know, well, I appreciate you telling me, you know, we can find someone to replace you this and that. And then as the offseason kept going or, you know, as the season kept going along, then the winter came and we had a meeting and, and, you know, we, we talked about it and, you know, I decided to come back and uh, my wife, Andrew, she's like, I knew you weren't going to be able to, um, <laughs> but you know, our first summer practice in June, as we were walking, like uh, either, I can't remember if it was after or before uh, I stopped and talked to Dirk, I, Dirk, I go, as soon as I got out here, I felt like, yes, I'm I, this, I'm supposed to be here. It, was it because of the, the kids, the players. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yes, yes. Like, like I love coaches. I like some of the best conversations we have in that coach's office. But as soon as I started seeing players, hey, Coach Melcher, Coach Melcher, you know, I was like, yep, yep. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be out here right now coaching these guys. Right, right. Yeah. That that makes all the difference because it's, it's not just the imparting your football knowledge, but it's. Do you ever feel like you vibe off the student, off them? Like they get excited, you get mm -hmm. more excited. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the time. And we, I've had conversations on here with other coaches and teachers where it's like the football part of it is like for me personally, like I will be classified as a player's coach. Like the football part of it is important. And I know that. And this is what we got to do. And we have practices for that. But the other stuff, like building relationships with them and talking to them and doing all that stuff, that's more important to me. I like that aspect about coaching. I think that's what I missed when, when, like, when I thought of like, hey, I'm not going to be out there anymore. Well, I'm going to miss that part of it. Right. And I feel like especially running into different places as, you know, you know you're an, a dad and a, you know, and a husband with kids and moving on in life, I feel like you've become much more extroverted and a people person. <laughs> so I can see why that's so important to you. Yeah. 
I never, uh, if you asked my, well, you made mention of it. Like I would never have thought like I'd be talking to people like this and just being <laughs> out there. My wife makes fun of me. She doesn't like going to the grocery store because we're always going to be stuck in a conversation somewhere because I'll see somebody I know, but it's, it, it's completely changed. Like I was always like this with my friends, like my core group of friends, we're going to be, we're, we're, we're together. This is, this, we're all best friends here. It is. But if I got outside of that, I, you know, mm -hmm. I was not going to talk to people if I didn't have to, you know? So I, I made a point like to try to teach my son, cause my son's like me, like real quiet, doesn't want to have conversations. So whenever there's adults around, like, and adults are pretty good too. Like, Hey, we know kids are learning. So I'm going to, I'm going to have try to have a, a mini conversation with this kid to, you right. know, to help him gain skills and stuff. But th that's the kind of stuff where I remember when, and he's little he was like three or four this girl um maybe he, maybe he was even four or five but but this this little girl they were playing at a at a playground or something and she like waved to him and said hello and he like looked at her and looked at me and just went and like walked walk away and go, well, say hi or something just say hi dude come on yeah. uh, the little girl's just trying yeah hey. it was it was so uh, funny to me but but yeah i i i would never envision this being being what I am, who I am today, you know. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You were you were initially quiet and reserved in class, always respectful. Like if I called on you, you didn't you'd have an answer. But it took it's that relationship that yeah. you talked about. Like we got along well, our class got got along well, and all of a sudden, you know, people start talking a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, do Do you find that now? I, I would imagine every year there's like. Um, maybe not someone you spend like extra time with, but you just pay attention to them more to say like, all right, this, this kid needs something more, or I need to put this kid when we do group projects, they have to work with this other kid because they, you know, they're, they'd be a good match or whatever. Do you, do you try to like, try to, do you ever focus on that kind of stuff? Yes. Uh, a, a lot actually. Uh, I have a funny story about it and maybe a serious story about it. Sure, How's that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. All right. So when I, I assign seats and I switch them every unit of the year, because I think it's important for whoever is sitting next to you, get used to the idea that you don't get to pick who you work with, right? On the yep. job, yep. right? So you better learn how to work with everyone. And so normally I'll put somebody who, um, like they both understand material really well next to each other and two people who don't, because then it forces the conversation. I used to put them next to somebody who understood it really well so they could explain it, but I realized that kids benefit a lot more from the struggle together. Uh, so, but at other times I will, uh, I'll call them match, make them, right? Uh, yeah. I'll put them together side by side because this kid's really quiet. And so I pick the most positive extroverted kid who's just going to love on them compliment yeah. them every day say good morning how are you how you doing right and pretty soon that kid comes out of his or her shell right and some of them have so come out of their shell that they've become leaders in our classroom and in our school afterwards which is really cool yeah one who barely made it into honors is now in ap english this year she said 
zero, zero volunteered contributions for an entire semester. Oh, maybe it was like that 1%. And then yeah. you could get the girl up. It was great. <laughs> you know, it was time, you know, analyzing some difficult literature, the awakening, right? Yeah. By Chopin. And here she is like, Victoria's got her hand up, right? She's got it. She's got it. Right. So and the class literally clapped for her on several occasions because they could see her, that improvement. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that's awesome. Yeah, I uh, th I love to. That's uh, obviously what we were looking for, like teachers, you know, uh, coaches, even uh, you know, supervisors at work. You're looking for that that little increase, like you said, that one percent that turns into you know compound compound interest. We'll say like as as it gets more and more, and you know, you 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 want to feel you want to feel so good about yourself, like hey, I helped make this happen. And maybe it was just all it was was for you putting this person with another person and then you're you were off like that was it you right. that's all you did right exactly I, yeah. I barely have to do anything kids are great if we just give them a chance to be great yeah, right? and, yeah and so you put them together and right it's 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 karma now all of a sudden the kids experiencing so much more progress and success and happiness too yeah. Like the eye contact improves, even their posture improves. It's awesome. And when the whole class claps without a teacher going, you know, starting it, right? Yeah. yeah. Just explode in applause for a kid because they're so proud of them too. Like I, that, that warms my heart. Yeah. That juices me up. <laughs> well, that's why you came back for a 36th year. You got it. You got it. <laughs> Although I will say, you know, you had asked what I'm nerding out on. Yeah. yeah. I've been out for a couple years, Lorenzo, on, I want to write an article, maybe a book on relational learning. It's the theory I have. Okay. I just think that everyone learns better through relationship. Let, can I ask you a question? Sure, sure. Okay, so who do you think you've learned the most from in life? Um, probably, I would have to say probably my my parents. Uh, and, and, and some of it, like for me, some of it is, I learned what, how not to be a certain way. And some of it is, you know, this is the way I should be doing things, you know, based on, based on how they, how they coached me or, you know, parented me or just me watching them when they're not paying attention, you know, sometimes like, but, I, but I learned a lot from them again, positive and negative. Right. That, that, I, I like that. It's interesting, the positive and negative part. Yeah, I, I think we learn the most from the people that we are closest to. Uh -huh. And I think that's because we know we're in, we're in our safety little zone here, right? So we yeah. can make mistakes. They're not going to abandon us, right? Yeah. They probably love us unconditionally. So they're not going anywhere. We can make another mistake and they're still not going anywhere. They're, they're not going to judge us. They might you know, criticize or poke or tease, right? But they're going to be with us through the long haul. And that's why I think teaching teachers to get a classroom where they are so safe, right? They can mm -hmm. have the courage to take risks that that's when kids thrive mm -hmm. because all of a sudden they can start making mistake after mistake is when you win the most, yeah. right? Think about a football game, right? You win a football game, right? And you've won some, you've lost some, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I can't remember. What was the record your your my, year? My senior year, year we, we were terrible. We were two and eight. Two and eight. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you had a lot of learning. All yeah. right. Um, but I feel like you always learn more when you lose. When you win, you're like, yeah, that was awesome, right? Mm -hmm. And then after it was awesome, you just carry on. But when you lose, you're like, 
I don't know, am I, if I'm playing a tennis match, like, hmm, was it my forehand didn't have enough, enough topspin? Yeah. Should I have been more aggressive? And then in my next match, now I'm doing better because I learned those lessons. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a safe environment to make those mistakes and that relationship isn't there, right, of support, yeah, then you're not going to grow as much. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's great. I I really like that. They uh because it's true. Like even at work, I tell my staff members like you have the freedom to make decisions about whatever you're working. Like we're going to give you a task. Sometimes sometimes the task is mow and there's only you know there's only one way to do it. You got to mow, right? <laughs> but but sometimes there's there's different tasks that you do and you decide like how you're going to do it, how who who you need. Or and other times you run out of tasks and you got to find other things to do. Like I'm always going to have your back when you are making these decisions. If they fall apart or if they blow up in your face, I'm I'll I'm there with you. And I, I'll tell my boss like, hey, this is what we decided. It didn't work, you know, but we're re- reworking it. And I said the only time I will not be by your side, I will still be there, but I will be more critical. Is when you whatever you do was unsafe. Like yeah. other than that make decisions. I'm empowering you to do what you want to do. A, it, it makes them become better leaders if they're working with a group. <clears throat> also for me, it limits phone calls and texts to me when I have other things I got to do. Like, okay, this one text can be eliminated because I gave them the, the power to s- decide what kind of bolt to use or what kind of wood you need for this project or whatever. Then it, it helps me in the long run, you know, as just building a better staff. So as a student in a classroom where you feel like I can raise my hand and ask this question, uh, it may sound silly, but I know my classmates and the teacher, you know, um, even if it is silly, they'll chuckle and we'll have maybe have a laugh about it, but then we'll we'll get serious and figure out the answer or whatever. But that also makes a good environment when there is jokes and laughter and tears and all that kind of stuff and everything. And it's OK in there. Yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great. Well, maybe when I retire, I should come work for you and Mo, because I'll tell you, that's, <laughs> that's the type of, of boss that you know, that I like. Yeah. Like, Thank you for not micromanaging. Thank you for trusting me to make some of the decisions. And if I really, like you said, you can't do something that's unsafe, yep. but it also frees you. I feel like too many bosses are so, really, I feel like they're controlling because it's fear. They don't mm-hmm. trust their employees to have the level of commitment they have, you know, and attention to detail. So mm-hmm. they'll just tell them how to do everything. But you're right, it does free you. You've said yeah. that twice now, that it frees you to do what you really want to fo- need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and even if, you know, the, there are times, and my assistant will is more um, precise about certain things, and there are times where we'll walk into a building after it was cleaned, and there's things that weren't done that we would have done, but that's the time of like, all right, all right, gang, come in here. Uh, let's look around. Um, here's what we saw. Here's how we can make it better. You know, and then we give, you know, then, then we go through it. But that, again, that's the learning part of it. Like, I, I want people to learn things. I don't want people to do things because I tell them exactly how to do it. It's, it's no fun for anybody. <laughs> no. And then you feel like you have to teach them every time and instruct. Yeah. Yeah. Instead. Right. Right. And that is no fun. Yeah. Nobody, yeah. nobody wants that finger pointing at them all the time, you know, in this task list. Just, hey, here it is. Go get it done. Yeah. Okay. And I think that's why like some subjects are for, for me, because I thought about being a teacher for a little bit, uh, being a history teacher, but there's some subjects are lend that more, lend more to, uh, especially English. Like what are, what are your thoughts or what are your interpretations of this thing we're reading as opposed to the math where it's like, all right, 
this this plus this equals this and it's just the way it is there is no interpretations you know i i'm not it's, the structure part of it i understand but i like the openness of conversation or thoughts uh, try to get something out of kids yeah i i love the openness too e everyone in my family has a job in math except for me and i love oh, really math. yeah yeah everyone does everyone's a cpa yeah basically except for wow. me right uh, but well i i can't i cannot see you as that as a cpa so you're you're perfectly where i think i think you should be. thank you thank you lorenzo yeah but but uh i do joke a little bit with uh, mrs mozzarella i don't know if you ever had her um she mom. um yeah i i did not she went by a different name um when we were when i was in high oh, school yeah. i believe she was okay. dedrick miss dedrick right dedrick. yeah yeah, dedrick, yeah. yeah. Yep. so yep. she teases me all the time she's a little jealous because i get to have these great conversations yeah students right the themes and like what it means about relationships you look at Romeo and Juliet right we get to talk about so many real life events experiences yeah. she's a little jealous that she doesn't get to do that as much in math and it does let you get closer to students because they're sharing some of those ideas is there did you do you guys ever have conversations or I don't know if anybody does about about like is there a is there a way to make math like um, I don't want to say better, but I don't like math. So that's what I'm going to use. <laughs> like, like what besides like, besides, you, I guess as a math teacher, you have to work harder for those relationships, right? If that's what you want. She definitely does. I, yeah. I think she definitely do because they're not inherent and in, in natural to the classroom. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, the, the relationships I had with math, math teachers were based on other things. Like I had Mr. Thompson, who was really into sports and so that was the relationship we had right um and and uh okay like her her personality was a big part of how we got along like even to this day like we still like jab each other and make fun of each other because that's just what <laughs> what our relationship is but i remember that and if it wasn't a good relationship i wouldn't like i wouldn't be talking to her today when i see her or when i you know help coach her daughter on the jv basketball team like all that right. kind of stuff so like it 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 uh it is it is hard work to do and uh you know the other two math teachers i didn't have as math teachers it was mr harvey and h but i had them as track coaches so that uh, was you know what we could what we could talk about so it, it's it is it is hard but the math teachers i do know like they have really good personalities and maybe it's because they have to work on it to, to build those relationships maybe you know our, our math department used to be known as this really sarcastic crew of sarcastic <laughs> sense of humor right yeah and they bring that in the classroom they still have this sense of humor it's not as sarcastic as it used to be in the uh uh jerry ames uh chris harvey era right yeah. uh, but Tim thompson still holds some of that there right um but yeah i think they have to have a sense of humor more they have to reach out to ask kids hey what do you how's how's football practice going or like hey when's your next tennis match and uh, get just get out to the get out to the ball diamond right get yeah. out to the court and watch them but I do know they've you ask like how do they deal with that right how do yeah. they make it better how do they yeah. make it easier and I know some of them are trying to do a lot more collaborative learning mm -hmm. so here's a problem you go to this whiteboard over here with a friend and you guys try to figure it out we took some notes on it so use those notes figure it out so yeah. at least there's a lot more discussion and interaction and they can joke with each other where in the, a huge classroom traditional setting of teacher up front lecturing to the kids going through problems you, you can't do it's yeah. it doesn't make it open so it's been great to see math teachers being more open to that
Yeah, yeah. Like like I said, that's tough with numbers when you're we're just staring at you uh, as you're doing some formulas and looking at uh, Pythagorean theorem and stuff. And you're like, all right, well, when's lunch? <laughs> right, <not> right, right, <laughs> right. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier um, when we were talking about, I think we were talking about like relationships and you know having students work with other students. You had a, a, a I don't know what you called it a, a good story and a serious story. Uh, yeah. about, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, if you don't, I, you didn't talk about it. So I don't know if that, if you second guess I, yourself, but I do, I talk, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I just wanted to make note, like, like I, if we talked about that or if we, if you wanted to talk about that, cause we hadn't. The serious story was the, uh, Victoria story where the class applauded for oh, this got it. Okay. girl who was so shy, she could barely lift her head yeah. to look at her side partner. And then pretty soon she's talking to her side partner. Then she's talking to her four score group. And pretty soon she's offering out answers. So that's the serious one. But I didn't tell the funny story. Okay. Should I tell the funny story? Sure, sure. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> so like, okay, normally I don't do this stuff. I, I do have to have like this precursor. I normally don't do this stuff. But I had two girls come to me one time and say, hey, Mrs. Farrar, right? You change seats every unit. Maybe, you know, this cute kid over here, like maybe you could seat me next to him. What do you think about that? I, I kind of like him, right? Well, these two girls, unknown to each other, came after class two days in a row. One stayed after one day and the other's like, oh, you go ahead. I'll, I'll talk to Mrs. Farrar tomorrow, right? Yeah because they both knew it was near the end of the unit. Uh, I'll keep the one girl's name, uh, sure. but the other girl, so one girl's name was Grace and the other girl I'll call Miss K. Okay. Uh, all right, so Miss K comes to me first and Grace says, you know, why don't you go ahead first, right? Yeah. So Miss K stays after, come on, Mrs. Farrar, come on. See, I, I know you don't do seating this way, <laughs> but come on, just once, just once. I'm like, all right, all right, right? Um, and then the other girl the next day, Grace, says the same thing. I kind of like him. He seems like a nice guy, right? So I decide that I'll put Miss K next to him first because honestly, Lorenzo, I didn't think they were going to make it too well, right? <laughs> Their personalities. And yeah. I like them both, right? I like them both. But I didn't think this was going to happen. So I'm like, Miss K, I'm going to give you first dibs. You don't know it, but I'm giving you first dibs. Right. So I put them next to each other. Right. And I, I didn't see any fireworks, but you yeah. know, what do you know? I'm the teacher. I'm not looking for that. That's not my job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then the next unit comes up. I put Grace next to him. Well, pretty soon I see that Darcy is pretty. Darcy Cavanaugh is really excited to come to English class every day. And Grace looks pretty darn excited also. They're talking before class every time, right? The bell rings. Okay, they're totally on task. But if I have partner work time, oh, those two look like they're in heaven. Well, just so you know, I think two years ago now, Darcy Cavanaugh and Grace Leahy got married. Oh, really? Really. <laughs> <laughs> and Miss Kay, I don't know if she's still salty about that or not, but I, she had her fair shake. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they started dating and uh, they, but they both shared a love of cross country mm -hmm. and some other things and their faith was really important to them. Sure. So yeah, so they are now married. <laughs> oh man, that, that's so good. All because, you know, well, part of it is you we put them together, but having, having a relationship good enough where they they can go to their teacher and say, 
here's what I feel about this boy. Can you sit me next to him? Right, right. And I will say that even though they all did get A's in class, I, I believe, at least an A minus or something. So mm -hmm. it didn't change their grade any, yeah, but yeah. certainly changed their excitability and motivation to come to class. Hey, whatever gets them there, right? Whatever, right. <laughs> whatever gets them ready to learn. You got to just put them in the seats. <laughs> wow, that's such a good story. That's such a good story. Do, do they like, have you discussed that with them at yes. all? Okay. I have. Yeah. I did end up telling them. I didn't tell Miss K the story, um, but uh, but I believe. Uh, well, I know Grace. I told the story. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and she knows like uh, that there was somebody else who wanted Darcy also. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. But apparently, his heart was meant for her. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> well, who knows if they didn't sit next to each other, they wouldn't have had that opportunity. Yeah, you never know. You never know how things work out. Right. I've had a couple of students sit together in class and end up getting married. Yeah. It's, I think three, three couples. Really? Really? Yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, it's, uh, again, you don't know what's going to happen. And then all it takes is a chance encounter. That's how, I mean, my wife and I, Andrea, we, uh, we both went to Perrysburg. She was a grade below me. I didn't know, uh, I didn't know her. Uh, she knew my sister, uh, but then we went to BG and, um, I liked her friend. Uh, but we would all eat together, like in the in the <laughs> student union or whatever. And then eventually, like me and Andrea started talking, and I was a commuter, so I'd go up in the commuter lounge and like take a nap. And she would always text me and wake me up to have breakfast or lunch or something. And Aww, nice. so then we we all eat and and hang out. And there was she'd hand me little notes. Uh, and but eventually, like that's okay, that's what that's started. Right? Cute. That's yeah. super cute. <laughs> uh, you remember what any of those notes said, or is that too personal? No, it, it was like so. I used to read. And I forget what it stands for. It was just a men's magazine, but it was like a. It's called. I think it was like F FMH or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, like it was uh, fitness, but also had like um, like models in there and just other other guy stuff, like like nothing terrible. Uh, but it was, uh, but she, well, I think one of them was like, enjoy your, your FML or FMH magazine or whatever. And she put little hearts on it or she'd like, like as girls do would would heart instead of put a heart instead of a dot over an eye or something. And, right, right, right. You know, okay. That's uh, cute. But I, I, I'm sure we have them somewhere because we are pack rats and we keep a lot of stuff. I'm sure they're around somewhere and we'll find them and we'll show our kids and they'll be embarrassed for us. But yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they'll roll their eyes, but really they're yeah. loving it. Yeah. 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 So, but it, it's, you know, just those, just little encounters or little, you know, little, she, she does like to make fun of me because she said I was too cool for her in high school. I said, Andrea, <laughs> I moved to Paris when I was a freshman. I had 13 kids in my eighth grade and I barely knew the kids in my grade, let alone right. another grade. So, right. <laughs> Isn't it funny? The perception, right? Yeah. 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 Although her first, her first memory of me is having to take my sister home because I left her at school. So, uh, <laughs> she, I, I uh, I left her. This is the new high school. Uh, we live right down the street on Roshan, but she she was taking too long, so I just left her and Andrew oh, brought her, brought her oh, home. Purposely left her, yeah. not for yeah. her left her. Oh man, that's a little worse, Lorenzo. <laughs> At least that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. I don't remember. <laughs> so uh, that's funny. That's great. <laughs> but, but all those like, it's fun that now we're talking about relationships. It reminds me my my house when we lived uh, off. We lived in Saddlebrook off Rochden. And I could see far out down, down the road, down Roshan. And I remember when she said she would like when Andrew, we were dating, she, when she said she was coming over, I would, my bedroom faced 
east so I could see all the way down Rochdale and I would be sitting there waiting for her little red car to be driving down the street so that I does like so I'd be sitting there like oh she's coming I got to get stuff ready or do whatever right, I'm doing right. that's great that's great <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead go ahead I was gonna say it, it is those little things you know all those little, little, little hearts over the eye right those little things we were talking about earlier and it just kind of brings me back to that one percent right like yeah. how much different what if she just wrote a note like Hey, good. Uh, it's still hope you have a good day. It's still great. Yeah. But, I mean, little notes. They weren't long love letters or anything. Just like I'm thinking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And Make they, a difference. They compounded. Yeah. They um, do. do do you so? I always think for, for English teachers, you guys are always like, you're always teaching and reading books, and the class is reading these books, and and you guys are going through them. Do you read like on your own? Like, or do you? Are there certain things you like to read on your own? Yes, I normally like to read a lot of nonfiction about, you know, how to become a better person. Honestly, I'm nerding out again, but I like to read books about education. I'm oh. reading one right now. And it, uh, the last chapter I read is how to help kids through trauma. Uh -huh. So uh, I, I always normally read books. Uh, I've, I love having maybe five, four or five books going on at once, Lorenzo. Oh, really? Yes, yes. So like I always have one by my bedside that is something spiritual, right, to grow my faith and deepen my faith. And then I'll have one fic fiction book just can be a fluff read, right, yeah. or a book club read. And then I have one that's normally teachery hanging out and then another one that's nonfiction. So and I have them different places all throughout the house. <laughs> so maybe it, it looks cluttered. I don't know. I don't care. It's my house, right? <laughs> but where, wherever I go, it's reminding me like, here you go. Read, read. Here it is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's that's good. That's I uh, I like I like reading. I just have time now and they, it's got to be pretty specific. Like I do like self-help type stuff, but a lot of it, any of those I find are like sports related. Um, I like I like that kind of stuff. Thank yeah. you. I know I, a lot of times I will have a sports related. Yeah. What, yeah. what kind of books are, are you reading or think, what do you like to read about sports? So a lot of it is just like history stuff. Uh, I, I don't like like way back, like 1900, this thing happened. Like I like, I don't like the Yankees, but Joe Torrey came out with a book and I read a book about the Yankees um, that I enjoyed. Cause that's, I remember things in the book. So like, Oh, I remember watching that, you know? So I like that kind of stuff. Uh, Joe Madden, who, uh, is a baseball manager he was for the the rays the angels that he he was on the team when the cubs won the world series like i'm reading his book and his is like um well scott buker taught me this like when he he told me when he reads he highlights things that he likes and then when he's done with the book he takes all those highlighted sections and types them out and has like a file of all these highlighted sections like oh man that's pretty sweet that's i like cool. that yeah so i started doing that with joe madden's book and there's a lot of things in there like oh i could use this at work or I, you know, this, this little, cause my, like I said, my, my staff knows me, I'm a, I'm a player's coach and you know, all these, so all these quirky little things that I do, like they, they kind of side eye at it and chuckle, but they understand who I am and I'm just trying to like be better and help and, you know, do all this yeah. stuff. So, so they still like are part of it. Plus I got a young staff, so they're more open to that kind of stuff, you know? So, so that's what I like too. But yeah, I, just Joe Madden's book is cool because it is, about his life like here's how i started here's here's the end but in the middle like is all these cool lessons or cool things i can take for my staff or or you know little quotes and that kind of stuff where i can use and and, and help me you know it, it is like i don't think it's classified as a self-help book but that's what it is for me is like just finding these different tactics i could use you know i do the same thing i 
I normally, sometimes I highlight, sometimes I just earmark it and then oh. go back at the end. I handwrite out all of my lessons that I've learned, oh, okay. which ones I'm going to use for my freshmen, which one I'm, ones I'm going to use for my juniors, right? Yeah. Which ones I'm going to use for me. And so I do the same. I pull a little Scott Buecher myself <laughs> and, and do that because if, if you don't take it forward with you, Right. I mean, that's yeah. great. You put it aside. But like, how, how have I become better today? Right. Mm -hmm. How am I going to help somebody else become better? Right. Yeah. So you're you enjoy that part of life, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember one one specific thing in that book that really got to me. <clears throat> he, he said whenever he would coach a baseball team and he had to have like a difficult conversation or they were playing poorly and, and he, he needed to yell at him or whatever, he would never do it in the clubhouse. Cause that's their home. He's like, I don't want their home to feel like this is where somebody yells at me all the time. He would always go out in right field or left field, have that difficult conversation, get mad at them, yell, whatever. And then they could go into their clubhouse or home and, and feel better. And I was and I told my boss, I go, I think that's something we could do. Like, like the, if there is tough conversations, I never have, like, we don't currently have a shop. Uh, it's getting built. It should be done in the next month or two, but I I'm going to try my hardest to not have like, tough meetings in the shop like if there's somewhere like we can go to one of our rental facilities that and, and book that out. i'd rather book that out have have a meeting there that way when they come into the shop that's their safe space that's their place where you know they can gather their tools and have conversations to eat their lunch you know all that kind of stuff and not think about oh last time i was in here you know lorenzo chewed us out Lorenzo, i feel like a lot of we have some similarities in creating this safe space yeah. where you can feel at home and joke and know they're accepted but I, I think you're smart about making sure it's a different spot in fact i the book i was reading yesterday said a lot of our habits are based on location oh and, really uh, yes like you walk in the kitchen some people immediately go to the pantry and get something to eat mm -hmm. when they walk in the door because they see the pantry yeah. right or if it's uh something sitting out on the counter i just see those chocolate chip cookies i wasn't thinking about chocolate chip cookies <laughs> yeah. i wasn't even thinking that i'm hungry right but they're in the location that i'm walking through so i'm going to have one or maybe three right yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i i i believe that creating that safe space is really smart Lorenzo, do you know that sports has also been a huge part of my life Oh. Did you know that? Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, so softball was my big sport, Play, played at BG. And this is the first year that I've actually coached a team. They've really? been after me for a while. The people who knew my background have been after me for a while. And I thought it would just take away from either my family time when mm. my daughter was growing up or that it would take away from teaching. So I played on this. There's this mom. Oh, Joe Okenka. Yeah. This is he plays in the league. There's his mom, Summer Softball League in Perrysburg. Yeah. I'll tell you, Mrs. Ray plays, uh, uh, Lexi Marshall. There are all these teachers, right? Yeah. In fact, the one first time I'm up to bat, right? I'm up to bat, and the right fielder is like screaming these like joking criticisms, like, don't you dare hit that ball to me, Amy Farrar. And I'm like, who is out there? I couldn't yeah. see that far, right? Well, you know, it's Joe Okenka, right? <laughs> He's harassing me from right field. Anyway, all these teachers, you know, play in this league. I just got on a team. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon the two, the coach of the team said, hey, would you coach our daughters? They're going to be 13 years old, right? Eighth graders. There's a summer travel team. And when you talked about taking your employees off to the side yeah. to have a conversation with them, 
right? It can be embarrassing and humiliating. So that was one thing that I tried to do when I really need to talk to a a player about something, right? But also that sandwiching, you know, the Oreo uh, where you start with the positive, Uh then you put in what you really want to correct, and then you end with a positive. So they're open-minded, right? Yeah. With a positive. So one, I got two really nice compliments from the girls at the end of the year. One of them said that I give feedback better than any coach they ever had. And this girl, her number one sport is is soccer, right? And she's telling me that about softball and how it made a difference. I'm like, thank you. That's cool, right? And then another girl, uh, Ava, said, you know, I love getting to third base. Seeing you is just my reward for getting to third base. I'm like, you're awesome, right? Like, how nice is that, right? Yeah. Um, is so I'm really glad being a coach. I mean, the best coaches, I believe, the best employer employers, are great teachers. In yeah. My opinion. That yeah. that I, I never heard that uh, the sandwich thing, but that that makes sense. I um, do that uh, unknowingly. I didn't know it was a thing, but because I think for me personally, I was like, all right, uh, I don't want to start the conversation off terrible. So here's, here's some good stuff. And then, and then again, at the end, like I want to be able to shake your hand or whatever at the end of this conversation and, you know, say we're good to go, but at least you got what I needed to tell you. Uh, So, but yeah, positively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a good, hopefully it's a good feeling as you're, as you're walking away, you know, cursing me under your breath or something, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you played, you said you played softball. Um, what uh where'd you grow up did you play did you go up around here i didn't i'm i'm from pittsburgh oh okay all right so but at the time i was looking at colleges bowling green state university was ranked in the top 10 in the nation for special education because i started off as a special education teacher not when i had you but after that and or before that excuse me but uh i was looking at a lot of schools some in pennsylvania Penn State, and then a lot in Ohio, Kent State, Miami, trying to think other schools I was looking at, um, BG. Yeah. And I just ended up at BG because of teaching, but honestly, it's the best place where I could have gone. I thought about going to Penn State, they offered me, but it was just too big of a school. Mm -hmm. So I ended up at, at little BGSU and play softball in fact my senior year we won the mac we got to go to the ncaa tournament which oh, was wow. awesome yeah had a great set set of teammates yeah that's yeah that's awesome that's i i didn't know that about you that that's cool that's you know uh, those little things that uh like you know just coaching like say you're coaching those softball girls and you're just out there coaching they don't know you from anybody you know as when you start but then as as you tell them more about you're like oh yeah i played college you play college softball you know like all these like cool <laughs> things that that you can you know you know tell and then like you're like one percent cooler or now you're you're like that much better of a teacher you know like just because like of something you did you know you know what isn't it amazing how that changes perspective <laughs> yeah. the, the reason i think the women asked i think some of the teacher friends of mine who played told them about some accomplishments I had on the ball field, right? Oh, okay. And so all of a sudden they're like, wait, we didn't know this, right? Hey, let's get her to coach, right? <laughs> so yeah, but it, it's just one something I did so long ago, like really, does that really matter today? Yeah. Right? But apparently it did. What, uh, what position did you play? Freshman year, I was third base in left field because depending upon who was pitching, then junior year, I went to center field. 
Okay. Or, excuse me, sophomore year center field, junior year, our shortstop graduated. So I went to shortstop and then senior year, we recruited a shortstop, which was probably really wise. Um, <laughs> and then I went back to center field, which is probably my number one position. Okay. All right. What's that? Do you remember your, your batting average when you left? Well, okay. <laughs> Were you a, little, a fielder? Were you a defensive player? <laughs> uh, this is a little awkward for me. Oh, no. um, so I, I think it was something like 469. In okay. fact, that year, I didn't even know till last year, Lorenzo. So my senior year, that was the second highest in the NCAA that year. Really? And you didn't even know? <laughs> I didn't even know until recently. Somebody was asking me, like, do you oh. still hold all those records? I'm like, I don't know, right? What, why, why am I busy looking up that stuff? That's so yeah, far yeah. in the past. And so I looked some things up. I'm like, holy cow. Okay, maybe I was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, my. Yeah, just the second best record in the entire country. That's or, uh, yeah. a batting average. That's all right. Yeah. Well, I always thought of myself as, uh, like, my key to my success was my speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, center fielder, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually senior year, I, I was the number one base dealer in the country. Yeah. Do, so, is that something is that something you remember? Or did you have to look that one up? Yeah. See, that one I knew. I didn't <laughs> okay. know about the other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh wow, that's that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's uh that is no no small thing. And and hopefully you now you remember that kind of stuff. But it, it is it is things like if you're teaching a girl how to steal, like, hey, um, pay attention. I, I, I was, I was the number one base dealer in the country, uh, my, my, my senior year. So maybe you might want to listen to me, especially if it's starting to become frustrating. <laughs> right, right. No, actually, I, I was never frustrated with the girls except for maybe you know I have to remember their attention span might be a little short, yeah. so like break some things up, right? Uh, yeah. But it, it was really fun, and I think all the coaches were so humble and just turned over the coaching to me. Like, mm. do you mind if I coach say something about this? Or they're like, are you kidding? Go tell them, go tell them, right? Because they, I think they researched and found out more about me. Yeah. Um, I, so I was uh, an, an All-American yeah. and academic first team, but softball second team, right? And so I think they found out this stuff and they're like, what are we doing? Not recruiting this chick to, to coach, right? So it, it, it's awesome. and the girls found that out. So I think you're right. They were more likely to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've been coaching. This will be my second year coaching a travel softball team. Uh, I coached the eight, eight U travel softball team last year and I'm the coach for 10 U now. My daughter's in 10 U. Um, but it is, I've coached I've coached everywhere from five year old football flag football to obviously eighteen year old kids on a varsity football right. team. This have been the last year and just last year because that's all I can I can't speak of what's happening this year because we've just started. Sure. But it, that was the most difficult coaching job that I've had to do. Like it, it was a combination of me not knowing a lot of things, like just learning. Uh, I had great assistant coaches that helped me a lot. Um, you know, with me being so busy, there were sometimes games I couldn't make or practices I was late to because of football in the fall, you know, that kind of stuff. But it was just trying to understand softball. Um, it was a sport, a sport I obviously didn't play uh, right. and didn't really pay attention to. The last time I coached it, I think I was 17. I coached my sisters, helped coach my sister's softball team. But it was difficult. 
uh, a difficult year. I had a lot of fun. The girls learned a lot, but it was just my style of coaching them um, just doesn't always mix well with parents, you know, and that was the the yeah. tough part for me this year. I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing because I think this is what's right for the team. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of, you know, so, so I learned, all right, at the beginning of the year, I'm going to tell them. This is how I coach. This is what I'm looking for t- for the team. So there's nothing unexpected. Like my, for me, important, the most important thing for these girls is to learn new skills, develop their skills that they already have. Uh, if we win games, cool. If we don't fine, uh, I'm fine with that too. Uh, I value practices and scrimmages way more than I do games because games, a lot of times you're just yelling at them to go here, do this, do that. And practice right. can take time. Here's what this drill is. Here's what we're working on specifically. I mean, I think I used 20 minutes last practice last week on cutoff drills. All right, I'm gonna throw a ball in the outfield. You're gonna the shortstop, the second baseman is gonna go out if it's on the right. Uh, the shortstop's gonna go out if it's on the left. You got to line yourself up with second base in case the throw's bad. You know all these right. things. But but we spent like 20 minutes doing it, and I think that's that's, that's all the, the stuff we need, right? That's fabulous. That's yeah. fabulous. So, Lorenzo, when you said that you had a coaching technique and style that was different, how would you describe your style? I and why, I, like, why is it so different from? So, I think for for me for eight U, like, I wanted to practice a lot and I wanted to scrimmage more because they're eight and nine. Um, I'm a parent. I get I get wanting to watch your kid play the game part of it because that's what the parents are. Like it's, it, it, is it fun watching practice sometimes? Yeah, it is, but it's more fun as a parent watching your kid play a game because yeah. you know, that's, that's the fun part of it. And that just didn't mesh well with, with some parents that they wanted more games and I didn't. Uh, um, so there was kind of a budding heads there a little bit. Uh, everything's fine now. Like it's, you know, it's yeah. not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it and you know, yeah. hopefully they don't either. Uh, but that was my style. It's like, Hey, I want to, I want to teach these girls skills and the best way to do that is practices and scrimmages and not games. So, you know, we played, we, what happened, I'll tell you, cause I mean, everyone knows what happened is I was the head coach for the fall and spring season. And then I was not the head coach for the summer. I was still the coach. I was yeah. not the head coach because I didn't, I didn't agree that we should be in a league and also play tournaments. So we only played two tournaments, but the league, we had no practices in the summer. It was all games. So we, you know, we, 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 uh, we just couldn't, do we couldn't slow it down in my in my opinion we couldn't slow it down as much as i wanted to so i said hey i understand you guys want to do this thing i am going to step back uh someone else can take over and that way more games can happen because that's what you guys want i'm not gonna what you guys are paying i'm not gonna you know the majority of you want this so this is what's gonna happen and you know everything's fine you know but but you know that was the tough part for me it's like i hey we are a c-level team uh, we are le- we are learning. Everyone's learning things, and the best way to do that is practice and scrimmages. Yeah, that was so wise of you to step back to know the conditions aren't right for how I like to run things. So mm-hmm. I'm going to step back and let someone else take the lead because they want something a little different. Yep. Uh, and I I totally agree with you. If you're going to excel at anything, and again, here I am bringing Malcolm Gladwell blink right? That the difference between the most exceptional musicians in the world that are playing at Carnegie Hall and the ones who are doing it for a career is 10,000 hours of practice. Yeah. Practice. And I totally agree that practice is where you learn. Games is just the fun, right? Yeah. But I had an opposite experience where I had girls who 
were playing on two teams sometimes. So their upper level team was doing tournaments. So that meant during the week, we played on one night a week. And that was the only night I saw them. We did not practice mm-hmm. because they were practicing for the other teams. And suddenly I had to, my only opportunity yeah. to teach the girls was war- in warmups and during the game, which is honestly horrible yeah. in my opinion. But y- if that's the only opportunity I have, I'm going to seize that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So trying to coach girls at third base in the middle of a game, right? At times, the first base coach is like, hey, they didn't do what I was asking them to do, right? Um, But suddenly, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I was just talking to them about the mistake they had just made. But I said, that's my fault, not theirs, right? Just couldn't lose that teaching moment, right? Mm -hmm. So it is a challenge. I I believe in practice also. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that it's... and, and there's my daughter, uh, and I don't know why she's, she like gets, she gets nervous for games. Um, even though like she loves the spotlight, her and my son are completely opposite. <laughs> like she, she loves the spotlight. She wants to be in it. You know, she's a baton twirler. So she, she, we yeah. were just at university of Cincinnati yesterday in front of a sold out stadium of who, you know, God knows how many people were there, but they was completely <laughs> sold out and she was doing a, a baton routine on the field, you know, with, with the rest of the band and stuff. So like, but she had no she wasn't nervous about that at all, but she, for whatever reason, softball, and maybe it has something to do with me, like being her, her dad and her coach, you know, but I, I constantly tell her like, Hey, I, I'm going to, I'll be upset at a mistake you made, but I'll, I'll talk to you about it and we'll, you know, we'll go forward or with this or that, but she loves yeah. practices. Like, cause that's when, and, and this is the, the environment I'm trying to build. That's when the girls have the most fun is because you can laugh and joke and do all that kind of stuff. Yes, there are times where I'm trying to, like, coaches are trying to talk. We're trying to show you something, and we want you to pay attention. But in the meantime, you know, that that's a, that's what she likes the most because I don't think she gets that as much from a game because you're either in the field and there's a girl or two on the bench or you're all on the bench and you got to pay attention because people are batting and, and, you know, who's up next and that kind of stuff. So it's just right. faster. The, the practices slow everything down, and it just it just makes more fun for everybody. I, I agree. And it's obviously not you. If she loves practice with you, it's not you on game day. Yeah, that's it's, a good point. Yeah. It's just yeah. the nerves. And maybe yeah. how long has she been playing softball? Uh, this is this will be her third year playing. And how long has she been baton twirling? Since she was, uh, that's another good point. Since she was uh, three and a half, I think, four, something go. like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it, maybe the nerves will go away when she starts feeling more confident in her game. Yeah. And who, maybe I'll be her coach. Uh, in a couple of years, how old is she now? She is she is, she's turning nine next month. Okay, yeah. I got a couple of years for uh, if yeah. I keep coaching. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it uh yeah it's I don't know how long she's gonna she's gonna baton is her thing like she she practices three times a week year round goes to these big competitions you know and I'm trying to again as a selfish parent like I want her to play softball I want her to she hasn't even tried volleyball and she's gonna be at least at least six feet tall like she hasn't oh, wow. done this stuff you know and um she but but I just can't pull her away from that which is fine you know she found what she really likes and she has a really good teacher uh, Andrea Whiting is she works for the sophist or she does sophisticates I think she works at the junior high I believe um but like she loves all of it. And again, as a selfish parent, it's difficult because I see her compete like three times a year 
because of this, just the nature of the stuff. Like she goes to parades and, you know, I'll go to practice every once in a while and I can see her, you yeah. know, but the big time competitions where as a coach of a varsity sport, that's what you want. You know, right. uh, I, I don't see those very often because they are few and far between. So as a parent, I would love her to keep playing softball and possibly, you know, try basketball and volleyball, but I don't know if it's in the cards. Lorenzo, do you have a, what, what's your theory about, I, I feel like when I was little, I got to play all these different sports, but now if you don't specialize, you're not going to see playing time and who really wants to sit there on a bench all the time, but show up at practice every day. Yeah. What, what's, you, you know, you're talking about your daughter playing, you know, volleyball and not just being a major ed and softball, maybe even trying out basketball. Uh, do you want her to have the experiences more or oh, yeah. you have her just excel at her passion? No, I, I want her to do all the things that she wants to do. You know, if if she wants to do these other things, then great. Like, I, I want to be a part of that. And a big reason why she's playing softball, I think if I don't coach, then she won't play. Um, but that remains to be seen because I've only coached. You know, this might be my last year. We'll see. Um, but but it's it's it, so I do want her experience the things because as a coach, we want I want my football players to do all these things. And I want any athlete to do as much as they can year round because that only makes you better. I mean, there's studies out there all over the place that it, it makes you a better whatever sport you do want to excel at. It makes you better at that sport. So I, I want that for her and I want that for my son. And, you know, they as much as they as much as stuff as they want to do, I want them to be able to do it. Now, that being said, if they want to play video games. You know, there's a limit on that, right? <laughs> right. So, so being outside, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I want to foster that because I think that's important. I do, I do too. I do too. Yeah. I think the best athletes make the best players in that sport typically because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they've had those experiences. The I, I, all the research yeah. set supports that. Yeah. I even tell the, the parents of the girls I'm coaching now, like, I, I try to schedule practices one week. It's going to be Tuesday, Thursday. The next week is Monday, Wednesday. And I say, I understand the girls do a lot of stuff. There's soccer. My daughter's in baton. There's volleyball now, you know? So if you can't, I'm never going to have like, all right, it's practices every Monday, and Wednesday for here into eternity, because if you're in something else, you're never going to make one of those days. Right. So it, and I tell them, if you miss, you miss, I'm not going to be upset about it. You know, we, you know, we'll see you the next practice or, the, or we'll see you on the Sunday at the game, you know, that kind of stuff. I, Cause I know how important it is to me and I, I want them to know also I'm not going to be there for some times too. So if I say, Hey, you got to be here and I'm not there, then what kind of coach am I, you know? So, but, but it's important to me, like you play as much stuff as you can. Your parents obviously think you can handle playing softball and something else. So I want to give you the opportunity to be able to do all that stuff too. Plus you're 10 years old. Yeah. Go do everything. Right. <laughs> right. It, it, sometimes I feel like we make kids specialize so early on that they don't get to enjoy all these experiences in life that make them better people change, you know, expand their friend group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's another good point. There, there are different people in different sports who yes. you may never talk to unless you do that thing. Yeah. You could play, you could play uh, volleyball and basketball and then not do a spring sport. But then one year you decide, Oh, I'm going to do track and then meet all these new people because you decided to do track one year, you know? Right. And, and some of our greatest sports, like majorettes, we just had two majorettes. I know they went to national, like, uh, oh, yeah. international. Uh, Maisie and Ellie. Yeah. They went to yes. Liverpool. Yep. Yes. And, and we, I hope that Paris were more and more recognizes that you look at our rugby team, our girls rug, rugby team and our boys have been top performers yeah. in the state of Ohio for a while. And there's definitely a different mentality of the kids on those teams. Oh yeah. On perhaps the gymnastics team, 
right? Uh -huh. And both are good. They're just different mentalities. Yeah. So you can meet different friends. Yeah, yeah. And that's a hard part for me too for for Lillian and doing her baton because she she does do it year round. She, we make sure she gets there. She does do her other stuff, which is good. But for me, it's like she really likes it. Again, selfishly, I want to see her do more stuff. But then at the I'm trying to see at the end of this too, like uh, she went to uh, Cincinnati yesterday. The one of the twirlers there who who goes to to Cincinnati went through the sophisticates that she goes through. Uh, Ellie, the one who just came back from Liverpool, is now a twirler at University of Illinois. Um, and then Maisie, the other one, I'm, she wants to do it in college too, and she just went to Kentucky to to do a twirler for a day down there too. So like this program that she's in, this group, the sophisticates are, she is sending girls to colleges and, and to do this stuff. And I see the end part of it, but she's nine right now or going to be nine. So it's hard <laughs> to like look that far, you know, like, all right, well, where's this balance here? And so far, you know, Lillian's been able to navigate it and, you know, I'm proud of her for that because it is, it is a lot on her. Like, like it's three times a week and, oh, and after baton, you got to go right to softball practice. You know, she never complains about it. And the minute she starts complaining about it is when we, you know, all right, well, let's reevaluate here. Like, what do you want to do? Like we, you don't have to play travel. If you want to play softball, you can play house softball and it's only for, for two and a half months and you still get to play softball. You still get to do something, but it doesn't take as much time away from, you know, from, from what you really love to do, which is baton. So there's, there's a lot of conversation I'm sure we'll have as she gets older, but hopefully, um, hopefully we're prepared for that as, as best we can. I don't, I don't know how you prepare for that, but we'll, we'll try to figure it out. You know? Well, you know, it, already Lorenzo, I feel like if you're already considering the idea, we'll reevaluate it. If it's not making you happy, Right? That, that's that's a great sign. Yeah. But, and sometimes we so overschedule. They're 10 years old. They want to go to Mr. Freeze and play on the playground. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, but but sometimes we overschedule these kids, in my opinion, and mm -hmm. they can't just enjoy some free time. And that's why kids get so easily bored because they've never learned how to occupy their own time because mom and dad have yeah. scheduled everything for them. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's, uh, you know, they remind you of a lot of things, too, like like um my kids asked me to go play wiffle ball in the backyard and we have, you know, we have a, a play, a playground in our backyard that we bought for during COVID. Uh, we were supposed to go on vacation, but we use that money for the playground and it hardly ever gets used anymore. I, I make a joke now. Now the slide is second base for our, for our <laughs> wiffle ball. Um, but they asked me to go play and I'm like, all right, I'm tired. I just got home from, from, I had to work then go to football and I'm tired. I'm like, all right, well, let me, let me finish eating here. And then I'll go out there. It was so much fun just to play wiffle ball to the point now where I bought a uh, strike zone thing that you oh. put it behind the batter, you know, so right, I bought right. a strike zone thing. We haven't set it up yet. So like all these things, or I took uh, Lillian to the park. I work at glass city Metro park. I'm the supervisor down there. Uh, the I one on the East. Yeah. So before it opened, I took her with me one day. Uh, Andrea was out of town. And, uh, I can't remember exactly the circumstances, but I took her with me. My, my boss, I told my boss, he goes, Oh, I'll bring my nine year old. They don't, they don't know each other. Became instant friends running around. Uh, there's a splash pad there. They, so they had their bathing suits on They're at a playground and this kind of stuff. And then it just reminded me like my daughter is like, you work here. You like you, you own this park. I got, I don't own it, but I run it. She right. goes, so we can come here every day. I'm like, if you, if you want to, I'm like, what? yeah, this is the best. This is, this is awesome. You know? So then it reminds you, you know, the like little kids just being a little kid, but like, oh yeah, like this is a, a cool thing, you know? Right. right. That's <laughs> awesome. That's good. Uh, well, Amy, I, I told you an hour. I don't want, I don't want to keep you. I know I got yard work to do before it gets too hot. Uh, 
So uh, I appreciate you coming. This is awesome. This is such a great conversation. Uh, it was it was really fun talking to you. I mean, every time I talk to you, it is it is it does remind me again, like when I was a freshman and, and how excited you are. Every time I talk to you, when it's about something, even that night that uh, HPI, you know, we're, we're babysitting kids for parents. Oh, yeah. You know, that was a cool thing too. You know, it's not being able to do that very often. So it was it was cool. But yeah, every time I see you, it, it makes you smile. You're you're just so excited about whatever it is you're involved in, and I'm sure that's the same way. You know, out when you're coaching, you know, on the softball field too. Thank you, Lorenzo. Lorenzo, I have no idea what made you ask me uh, to be on here. My husband asked, what are you going to talk about? I'm like, I have no idea what we're talking about. Right? <laughs> That's my favorite, though. I never come prepared. Uh, yeah. I've been prepared twice. Uh, one was for the first time I did it. I, I, uh, podcast with coach Kriegel just because he's is someone I look up to and I want to make sure this is like really good plus it was really early on so I wanted you know I wanted to make good episodes now I become really good at interviewing people and talking to people where I don't prepare anything uh that way like if I would have looked you up and know and found all that stuff about you at BGSU it wouldn't have been as fun as me finding out live on the podcast you know that's for me that the best way to get information is like when we're just talking as opposed to me looking at a bunch of stuff looking and then looking you know oh it says here you know you did this thing and then like yeah i did it It was cool i talked about whatever but the way it came out was a lot better so i i don't prepare either i think if it makes me a bad host sometimes or a good one i don't care this is how i operate i think i think great interviewers are great listeners yeah that's what i try to do i try to do that yeah well well, thank lorenzo i always enjoy seeing you it makes me smile to see you you have a beautiful you know smile too and just enjoy life i feel like i've just been blessed to enjoy everything in life god's given me so how can you not be happy and excited yeah 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 It, it was awesome uh thanks again thank you for asking me thanks again to my guest amy farrar for coming on the podcast what a great conversation Again, like I said at the top of this thing, uh, it, it, we're getting away from that structure of of beginning to end. And I, I think I like this better where we're just jumping into conversations. Those questions are always there if I need them. But I think if I don't get to them or if they get come organically, that's fine, too. This is this is what it is now. And I, I, I like the, the path that it's taking. Uh, let me know what you think. You know, write me uh, write me comments on any post or shoot me an email, the nerdballpodcast at gmail.com or text me. I mean, most of the people I listen to know me personally, so you can probably text me or call me. Uh, let me know what you're thinking about these about these episodes. It was great. I mean, finding out all how good of a softball player she was and like just and her not even understanding uh, some of the some of the uh, some of the some of the records she had and that kind of stuff. So that was cool. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm all about learning uh, and talking about being a coach and being a supervisor and running running teams and my staff and all that. So that was all awesome things to talk about. Um, but it's it's uh, it, was, it was a great episode. And hopefully these kind of episodes are happening. They're still happening. Uh, as of today, I'm recording on Sunday morning, the third. I don't have a guest for Thursday. So we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens come then. It may be a couple football players or something. I'm sure they'll be excited about it. So uh, we'll see what happens. So. Again, I appreciate you all for sharing, liking, subscribing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, check out, uh, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, everywhere. Podbean is, is is where I host this. So we're, we're everywhere. Check everything out. Um, I do need to change that Stitcher, um, Stitcher thing on the end of the podcast now on, on the YouTube videos because they no longer assist. And that was my, that's what I used. And now I had to go to something else, which is called uh, Pocket Casts. And so I'm on there too. Check that out. It's pretty. It's a pretty good. Um, if you're looking for an, a new pod podcatcher, uh, Pocket Cast is pretty good. Pretty user friendly. 
um there's a lot of different filters you can choose to decide like what kind of episodes you want to listen to so it's pretty cool and you can import your podcast right into it which uh is pretty, is pretty neat too so um yeah so thank you um thanks to everybody thanks to the shelf of crap behind me not crap it's good stuff sorry dad it's mostly my dad got this stuff for me it's cool stuff to look at sorry um but uh yeah thanks to real jp multimedia cuttlefish graphics prayers red junior high stem lab and big daddy graphics for always helping out the podcast thanks for listening see you next time